Coming to you from the southwestern corner of Manitoba, sharing fresh perspectives from real educators. Tune in as teachers relate their stories of professional learning, classroom practice, and the challenges they've overcome to teach like a boss. Welcome everybody to the Teach Like a Boss podcast. I'm sitting here today at uh, Golter School and I am with Debbie Leslie and Jen Anderson and we're here today to talk about technology to support learning needs in early years. Um, I'm so thankful that both of you have decided to join us today and to talk about your expertise and the things that you know about for uh, technology and the support in learning in the early years. Now, Debbie, your role here at, at, uh, at Golter, what is it that you're doing? Like, why is it that this is, why, why is technology important for what you do? So I'm a K-4 resource teacher, so mm -hmm. I work with kids with all kinds of learning needs. Sometimes it's academic, sometimes it's fine motor, sometimes it's social, sometimes it's uh, language and communication. And I think if we dig hard enough and, and listen to recommendations of people around us, we can all, almost always find a tool that's a nice fit for kids. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It like is. there's just so much out there. There is. And it, sometimes it's just uncovering those little things that you didn't know were there. Right. And it's having a conversation with colleagues and then maybe doing a web search or those kind of things. Yeah. And all of a sudden, whoa, I didn't know that tool was there. Right. So no, that's good. And I think we'll talk about some of those today mm -hmm. too. Jen, why don't you talk about your role and what it looks like for you using uh, this, this, I guess, this technology that we're talking about and, and some of the things that we're talking about today. Sure. So I'm a... I teach a split class at Bolter in the afternoons, grade two and three, and my mornings are in the life skills suite at the high school. And my major push for technology is giving kids uh, choice and voice so that they have an autonomy within their day. Because uh, often you will see kids who are labeled as behavior kids, but in reality it is that they don't have autonomy of their learning. I love, I love that you're giving kids a voice. That that's huge, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. I, I know I've had lots of conversations with teachers over the years, and often we find that if we can give kids a voice, all of a sudden they become, it, it changes so much, it changes their behaviors, it changes their learning, it just, wow, now they can actually communicate, and, and that, that voice looks different for each, each one of our, our kids, and so we just have to be able to look at them as an individual and say, okay, how can I give this kid a voice, and I love it that you're doing that, and I, I see it, the tools that you're using, you're doing that, and it, it looks different for some of your kids, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does. Yeah, oh, that's excellent. And the thing with technology, you can go low-tech, high-tech, and you can tailor it to the specific needs of your student because there's a variety of learning profiles out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so true. Yeah, each one is, is a unique learner and has their, their own needs. Wow. Awesome. Okay, well, that's a great start. It's a great so, start. So <laughs> let's talk about some of these some of these things that we're doing. What are, the, what are some of those tools that you that you've been looking at and using, Debbie? So <clears throat> I'll tell you a couple of the ones that I know for sure that I have used before. Um, I really like Hair Builder. That's one that we are using within our building. We actually, um, it was recommended by our speech language um, people a while ago, and we now have subscriptions for our Ks and Ones. So Hair Builder, if you don't know, um, it actually, t uh, there's four different components to it. So there's the phonological awareness, which we know is a really, really important pre-reading skill. Um, there's a sequencing uh, component, there's an auditory memory and a following direction. So there's some really nice kind of language pieces uh, that kids that kids can do. So um, I think we're on about year three of having subscriptions for some of our younger kiddos. 
Um, I really like some of the Letterland apps. They're quite inexpensive, and I know we're using Letterland already in our in our kinder classrooms. Um, but some of the apps that you can access, there's a phonics reader app. So there's some really nice decodable reading um, for beginning readers. There's some word sorts with some word families, and actually there's a lot of them. Um, there's a word builder and a rainbow writing uh, where you can uh, do some letter formation. So I like those. Um, and I'll maybe speak to one more and then before Jen. Um, Dexteria is one that um, I think back in the day it was Rob, who, your brother, oh, yeah. who, first, yeah. who first got me onto that. Mm -hmm. But they have a nice family of apps. You can actually get those in a little bundle. Um, I have often used the fine motor skills one. Um, one of the little activities on it, uh, kids have to pinch crabs, so they're building that little muscle, whatever that muscle is, mm -hmm. um, that kids need for, for printing. Um, it forces proper formation of letters when they're, when they're practicing the letter formation with the letters and numbers. Um, there is a junior version, so if um, you've got younger kiddos who are just learning to do some tracing, um, there's that. And, and I was telling Jen, I kind of forgot that it existed, but there's a one called Letter Reflex, and it helps kiddos who have trouble differentiating between Ds, Bs, Ps, Qs, and then the let, uh, numbers three, six, and nine. So there's that app on there. Um, so would yeah. that be recognition? Those those that difficulty. It often kids um, that well, it can be developmental, but also kids with. Um, diagnosed learning disabilities mm -hmm. or undiagnosed mm -hmm. sometimes you know that differentiation and those they get mixed up with those letters and yeah. it kind of lingers on into the um, older grades uh, okay. so that's kind of a nice little one to try yeah um, just as an another tool right, right. yeah no, that's excellent. and yeah. Uh, that course that we were in it was interesting to learn that you write you learn to write you're writing with the same side of your brain as you're learning to read hmm. and oftentimes reversing those yeah. letters you have to break that line of symmetry yeah. when you're doing your b's or your d's right. so an app like that would be helpful for that yes that's really good yeah making those connections and then recognizing it and then okay let's try this see if it makes a difference and then right oh that's excellent jen and i are taking an orton gillingham course at the moment okay and uh, so yeah it'll be interesting to see if they have some recommendations mm. as well right on and okay. what I like about your Hear Builder app, Debbie, is that you can go into the computer and it's kind of data-driven where you can assess it as a teacher to see how they're doing yes. on it. So that's mm -hmm. a nice feature to that one. Okay, so there's a bit of a teacher dashboard with that kind of... Okay. Yeah, Excellent. and then it's, yeah. it's, I think it's devel developmental. So in the phonological mm -hmm. awareness piece of it, it uh, you can go through what you typically would learn and mm. then... It, start, it starts off way. right at the very basic right. with the syllables and then it goes to um, phonemes later. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing, I, I would say it is a tool, but it shouldn't be the only because, of course, it is just a receptive task, right? Um, and it's nice to be able to do that interactive with the kid. But it's a great tool when you've got some center time or students have additional time. Mm -hmm. So. What I really like about this conversation so far, and I think this is something that I want to make sure we reinforce as we go through, is that these are tools and these are things that help us, but it isn't the be-all and end-all, right? To Technology, supplement. yeah, it's a supplement. To it's, supplement. It sometimes is a tool that we use within our lessons, mm -hmm. but it isn't the lesson itself. It isn't, this isn't the learning, you know? It's, it's something that complements and works with. Right. And I think sometimes um, when we look at technology, 
often as teachers, we become so excited about it that we can become our main focus. Mm -hmm. And I want to remember that too, as we talk about these things, that these aren't the main focus. Mm -hmm. The main focus is that student in in front of us, that child who's in front of us Mm -hmm. and their needs. And yeah, these are going to complement what we're doing, but um, it isn't the main thing. So Mm -hmm. yeah, which is, yeah. So I just wanted to bring that point across too, because I'm hearing that kind of as a theme as you're talking. It's a tool we use it for, you know? So yeah, Jen, you were going to talk about a few yourself that you had there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A few that I've been working with, one particular one is first the individual scheduling. And um, it's kind of moving from a child who's using a first then for predictability and moving it to a technology format. And what I really love about it is that you can include symbols from their gallery. You can take pictures of the student, like real life pictures of it. You can also attach a little video, like video modeling. So if you're trying to teach a child how to appropriately wash their hands, you can catch them or you can model it for them as well Mm -hmm. so that they can predict what is expected of them. So I really, really like it. There's different um, ways that it's set up for like a first then or there's like a a column and they move over the task when when they have completed it. Uh, you can also build in choice boards. So when I was talking about autonomy before... You can tell we're in a school. (laughs) There'll be another one. There will be, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Building an autonomy, a choice board, um, they have the choice to pick what's next. Of course, at school there are a few required things that we have to do, little tasks or jobs in school, but also building in those choices that uh, or those preferred activities that they like to move, move forward to. Something really great about the app is that you can actually print off your visual schedule as mm-hmm. well, or you could share it to a device at home mm-hmm. as well so that you, you have that open communication between school and home. Um, there's also a timer function within it as well, something um, that we've been working a lot on with one particular student is just that expectation that there's a time frame to finish mm-hmm. this activity. Because if sometimes if you go too long into an activity, it's a very, very hard transition. So you want the day to be very positive and really quite structured, but still have those little areas for, for choice in there. So the Visual Schedule app is one that we're using. So is that timer visual as well? Yes. From the app? Wow. Yeah. Okay. And we also downloaded another timer, which is sort of like the, the famous time timer one, where the red shows mm-hmm. how much time is left as well. And... Uh, the student I'm working with right now, he prefers that one. So okay. it's all about preference. Yeah. If seeing the numbers moving down or seeing kind of the wedge getting mm, smaller mm-hmm. and smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen, a couple of years ago, I did a session in our building and talked about the power of visuals because mm-hmm. our brains are wired for visuals and we read visuals so much faster than we do, you know, print or process auditory. So yeah. that's Yeah, and we exciting. talked yesterday about how the spoken language leaves so much quicker where a visual is permanent right. and you can reference it. And right. some kids get overwhelmed with too much of that stimulation of talking that you can just refer to the And the, the words visual. disappear. Words yes. disappear. Yeah. And I guess that's when we talk about technology. That's one piece that you really can't replicate anywhere else because when you have a screen, mm-hmm. you can have those visuals. Mm-hmm. You can have the auditory stuff and you can have you know things that go along with it. But that's the only place where you're going to really have that dynamic mm-hmm. ability to have responsive mm-hmm. visuals. 
if you have something on paper, you can't really change it that quickly mm-hmm. unless you were to take an eraser and a pencil and make those changes, <laughs> yes. right? But yeah. a screen will do that for you. And so I think that's where, where we talk about these tools. Yeah, that's one area where you just can't, mm-hmm. you can't get it anywhere else. So mm-hmm. no, that's really good. For sure. And, and especially for kids who need that schedule and like you said, dynamic, like, oh shoot, the gym's not open right now. I can quickly change our our then like coming up mm. to something that will make our transition successful because they can reference like I know that this is coming next right mm-hmm. and you can actually yeah you can have that adjustment made on the fly right away mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. excellent quick and easy another one that we are just kind of dabbling around with right now is go talk now so it's an augmentative alternative communication app and it allows to build that vocabulary. A lot of the kids that we work with have um, high receptive vocabulary, so they understand what you're saying, but their expressive vocabulary is something that they can work on. So the Go Talk Now allows you to build in vocabulary within a certain activity. So if the choice that the, the child made was they really, really like Hot Wheels cars, you can build a vocabulary page around those Hot Wheels mm-hmm. cars so that you can build on that expressive vocabulary mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. And again, like you can change it on the fly. You can take a picture on the spot of something if you think of a vocabulary mm-hmm. word right then that you want to include in your conversation. So it's really quick and easy once you once you get to know what the app I is. I want to see that one. I, I'm familiar with the first then visual schedule, but that's yes, one I would like to... Yes, and it does have a really nice user manual that you can mm-hmm. download and go mm-hmm. through. And there's another thing about technology is YouTube is always there to help yes. you, kind of guide you through how to use yes. new apps. So yeah. that's awesome. Is that amazing? I, it seems like you, you discover something new and you're like, okay, I don't know how to use this yet. And you just do a quick search in YouTube and all of you've got hundreds of videos mm-hmm. of people who are using it and doing exactly what you're looking for. And you yeah, can quickly yeah. find those helps right there. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Okay, there's just a few other ones that I think are really super amazing. So sound literacy is one. Okay. It's an instructional tool to support literacy. Um, it's essentially tiles. The top board of your top part of your screen would be tiles and you can customize them to fit whatever it is that your um, student is learning at that time. So. Uh, and they, you can use it to build, manipulate, spell, read words, everything from phonemic awareness just to the colored tiles, uh, right up to uh, vowel teams and then morphology with like prefixes and suffixes. So it's a super easy tool. You know, we've done Barton in the past and it's a lot of work to pull out all those tiles, but this is really uh, slick mm. to work with words and build words. Um, another one I wanted to mention, that, which is kind of new, it's called Blending Board. And it's basically um, a deck of cards to gain phonic skills as well. And you have three columns. So you can customize it if you've just taught blends or digraphs or a, you know your long bossy E. You can customize it so that um, you basically just flip the, the cards in the deck and the kids have to practice decoding kind of what you mm-hmm. created in that blending board. So it's really cool. And it's fast and you don't have cards all over the place. Right, yeah, falling all over the place and you're picking Um, up them, yeah. Another one, Mike, that you actually showed me was Seeing AI, and it's one that was originally developed for blind and visually impaired. Uh, It's like a talking camera for the blind, but we have used it because there's two features. One, it's called short text, and essentially you would hover it above a print or a page or a worksheet, um, and the app reads the text for you just like that. Um, the other similar part is called <clears throat> document, and you hover it above, it takes a picture, and then you can actually follow the cursor as it reads. So I've used that with kids who have 
um, reading challenges, but we want them to have access to the regular curriculum, so it's a pretty slick way for them to um, do that. Um, last one, Kidogo. Um, I was showing Jen yesterday. It's an assistive keyboard, so you it's a very inexpensive app, and then you, you go into your settings and you add it as a keyboard. So if I'm in a Word document or in any other app, I can choose that keyboard. It's really simplified, really easy for kids to read, doesn't have all the extra symbols and so on, but it also has the little predictive feature. So if I'm typing a WH word and I actually don't have to spell it, I can recognize it and click on it like our like our cell phones, wow. right? That's so great. It's, it's kind of um, a neat one too that I have used with kids. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, now I'm reminding myself of all the things I need to, <laughs> I need to do. Isn't that funny? You have yeah. conversations and you're like, oh man, I can do this with this child. And then, yeah. You exactly. kind of forget about it. Yeah, them. you do. Yeah. yeah. And then you go review the list and yeah. there's, yeah, the tools are, it seems like they're endless sometimes. They are. No, that's excellent. Um, now, where do we go next? Do we, uh, should we talk about some of the challenges that we have faced, you know, trying to integrate and use these things mm -hmm. within there? Because I think that's, that's one to talk about. Um, cause there aren't, it, it's not all smooth. It's not all, mm -hmm. Hey, it just worked, right? There right. are things that we run into that are challenges and, and things that we noticed and maybe we can help others so that the, the transition or maybe when they're integrating these things can be smoother for them. So what are some of the challenges you've run into? One of the challenges that I've ran into is a lot of kids have iPads at home okay. for leisure activities right. and then to introduce it in school as an academic or a communication tool is uh, differentiating between that this this tool is not for games, this is not for watching Paw Patrol, <laughs> this is for communication. And something that was recommended to me, which has been quite handy, is having a separate one, a separate iPad for communication only, using mm -hmm. that guided access feature that you have within the settings, and that you lock that one in, and so that the kid knows or associates that iPad with this is communication whether through its visual schedule or it's through the AAC mm -hmm. app. Mm -hmm. So that's just one of the challenges, but an easy solution for it. Um, staying current on all of the different mm -hmm. apps that they are that are out there. There's like a ton of apps that Debbie was telling me about that I didn't even know about that are mm. excellent tools and finding the time to collaborate with your colleagues. Right. I think even at like... A divisional level or a resource level, it would be nice to say, "Hey, what do you use?" Because we are just yeah. in this own little our own little island, and I don't know yeah. what else is out there. I think that's a really great idea. Yeah. As you were talking, actually earlier when we were talking about the different apps, I thought, you know what, we're going to definitely need to put this into our notes from the podcast. Right. But I think it'd be really great to almost almost have a, a repository or a web page where we put some right. tools that we've been using, and then we list those there and just have a quick little summary. This is what it can do. Hey, you're looking for help in these areas. This right. is a fun app or a great app that not fun, but great app that'll help you with that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, when you're doing that, Jen, with uh, with the iPad and you're differentiating between home and school, are you doing it by a different case? Because often iPads and, and devices will look the mm -hmm. same. Is it because it's a different case, or how are you how are you helping those kids to be able yes, to differentiate between the two? Yes, a different case. Whether it has a handle and you know that it has a function that stays with you all the time, or yeah. if it's a different color. So you're just actually physically saying, okay, this is different. It's not actually the iPad you have at home and you're, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Because I think that's important for kids too, to recognize this is a tool that we're using for learning. And I really like what uh, what you said there because that's, that's really, really important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one other, uh, Jen and I talked about um, sometimes 
you're limited by you you the the limited light free slash the paid app. Sometimes mm-hmm. we kind of mm-hmm. run into that problem, mm-hmm. um, and also sometimes our uh, older iPads don't support some of the new apps that are coming. So that's been a little bit of a mm-hmm. um, just a little problem to try yeah. to solve. Yeah, because yeah, iPads have been around for almost ten years. Yeah. So those ones that are five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, those as they get older. Yeah, are still useful for some things, but, but yeah. maybe not for some of the apps that we've been chatting about today. Very true, and that's right. and I think that's where we have to almost take a look at the device that we have available for us, and then say, okay, what can I use on this iPad? And then when it isn't able to do it, we might have to just recognize it's limited to that, and right. then just label it maybe with the right kind of case or mm-hmm. something on there to say, okay, we can't go any further with this, but we can use it for the tools that it does do. And that's the thing is if it if it's already working, it's probably going to work for a while mm-hmm. as long as we don't make changes to it. Um, but that's when we have to look at upgrades and, and buy new equipment. But yeah, definitely challenging. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Okay. This has been really good. This has been an excellent conversation. Um, you know, I think like I already said, I think it'd be really great to get some of these things and put it together as a, almost like a repository of links and, and things that we've talked about for this podcast. But, um, not only that, I guess if people do have questions and stuff, do you mind if people from other schools reached out and said, Hey Debbie, hey Jen, I have a question. Are you okay with that? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. What I really want them to do is reach out and say, "Hey, you try this app." <laughs> <laughs> Share with me. <laughs> I don't want to be the one always giving. I want. To... Yeah. Excellent. Right on. Well, thank you so much. It's been really good, and um, I feel like I've learned a bunch today already too. And so I appreciate that. I know that when we do put this podcast out there for people to listen to, they're going to get some information. Maybe some final words. Do you have any final thoughts or summary or? I think it's just all about collaboration and being vulnerable with your colleagues and just, and just trying different yeah. things because different tools uh, fit for different kids, right? Right. It is about playing around and seeing what works best for that child as well. Thank you for tuning in. Any of the resources or information mentioned in this podcast can be found in this episode's show notes available at www.flbsd. .mv.ca forward slash podcast. Join us next time as real teachers continue to share their journeys and inspire you to teach like a boss.